This is Brain Diet, episode 166, Positive Thought Problems. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode. We're talking about positive thought problems. Have you ever heard of a positive thought problem? Do you know what it is? Because I'm going to tell you, we're going to talk all about it in this episode today. And this is because I've noticed a trend in thoughts that I find in myself, in my own brain, and that I hear in other people's brains when they're telling me the thoughts that are inside them. And there is a category of sneaky thoughts that can cause problems for us. And I wanted to talk about it because I think it's a very curious thing. These thoughts that we have that sound positive but that might not be. And I'll tell you more what I mean. If you are familiar with what I teach or a little bit about what I teach, I use the self-coaching model that is essentially broken down into five parts. Our lives happen. There is information all around us. People say things, people do things, things happen. This is all information. These are circumstances. These are things that we are just faced with all day, every day is just information. And this information, these circumstances, they are neutral until we give meaning to them with our brains, meaning until we have a thought about them. And when we give meaning to something, it then creates a whole experience for us. Because how we're thinking about the circumstances in our lives, the meaning we are giving to them creates how we feel. And how you feel drives how you act. If you feel happy, you act a certain way. If you feel motivated, you act a certain way. If you feel encouraged, you act a certain way, right? Based on how you are feeling, it will determine the actions that you take. And then whatever actions you take in your life is what creates your life. How you are acting is what leads to the results of your life and what it is now. And any problem that you have can be organized into this system of saying, what's the circumstance? What's my thought about it? How does that make me feel when I think that? How do I act when I feel that way? And what result does that create in my life? And something that I love about this model is a lot of times in the self-help that I consume, I read a lot of books. I have a goal, a big goal for this year to read a lot of books. And I've already read a handful of self-help ones. I usually like to read two at a time, one like fiction something and another more educational something. And sometimes what I find with this type of information is that it's too meta or forgetful, right? I read these things and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And then I forget about it, you know, the next day, or it's just too nebulous. It's like, I get it. I see how it could be helpful. And yet when I'm going through my day, it is not my inclination to implement because I either don't know how to, or it's just not intuitive. And what I love about 
this model is that you can take specific things in your life, anything in your life, and you can categorize it in this way. And it immediately gives you self-awareness. And then with that self-awareness, you're then empowered to change your life by changing the way that you're thinking about the information in the world. It's a very powerful tool to utilize. And it's what I base, you know, my whole approach on is everything that's happening in your brain. I think it's a really powerful tool. Maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't, but it's super awesome. Now, sometimes in this format, when we are looking at the thoughts that we are thinking, some are obviously noticeably problematic. These are thoughts like, I hate myself. I'm ugly. No one will ever love me. I'll never amount to anything. Thoughts like this are generally, clearly not great thoughts to think. And you're not bad for thinking them, but they're not great just because they make you feel terrible, right? It doesn't feel good to think you hate yourself. It doesn't feel good to believe that no one's ever going to love you. I mean, at least for me, right? Thinking those types of thoughts are painful. And so usually those are a little bit more obvious. You can see them more clearly in yourself. Uh, They're more obvious to people around you like, oh, wow, there's some negativity happening there. And those are important to pay attention to, no doubt. There's a lot that you can clean up and a lot of suffering that you can eliminate by working through some of those really obvious problems. And I kind of think of like in the medical field when people are talking about triaging, it's like you go to those that you kind of need to pay attention to the very most. And some of these negative thoughts are definitely up there. It's like pay attention to these and start getting to know your own brain and these thoughts that it's thinking and and work on changing them. And there's a whole process to really changing your thoughts. And that's something that I coach people through. And I have a lot of episodes on how to go about that. But those are kind of the big ones, right? Like, obviously, that's painful to be thinking some thoughts like these. I don't know what they are for you. But those are just some of the ones that I've heard, you know, that are common, right? And then some thoughts are a little bit more sneaky, where it's like, yeah, they don't sound great, but they probably aren't causing a problem. But when you really think about it, it's like, oh, they probably are. And one of the sneaky categories of thoughts are self-identifying thoughts, meaning like I never finish anything as if it's just a part of who I am, or I'm not good at, I'm not good at working out. I'm not good at being creative. I'm not good at public speaking. We say these things, we think these things about ourselves as if we are just making a simple observation. But if we were to really check in with what happens when we think something like that, we work to prove it true. It's not because it actually is true that you're not good at being creative. It's because subconsciously your brain needs to know that whether or not it should keep a pathway going. And so if you have the thought, I'm not good at being creative, it needs to create evidence for that thought so it knows I can keep thinking this. This is the idea of confirmation bias, right? Whatever we look for, we find. And so if we have this belief that I'm not good at, I never do this, I always do this, our brain is going to work to create evidence, whether consciously or subconsciously, to prove it true. And when we do this, we limit ourselves. If you just believe, I'm not good at working out. I'm not good at being creative. I'm not good at finishing things. Or I always mess up. Or I always do this. Or I never do that. You are setting yourself up to limit your own possibility just right then and there. And again, it sounds like you're just making an observation. You're like, well, no, it's just kind of, I've just noticed in myself that I don't finish anything. 
But it's like in reality, the more you tell yourself that, the more you prove that true. And that's why those are sneaky thoughts to think when you're giving yourself these self-identifying thoughts. Now, what we're talking about today is some of the really, really sneakiest thoughts. And these are positive thoughts or thoughts that sound positive, if you will, but create a negative result for us. Here's the way I like to think about positive thought problems. If you have children, you may have done this, young children. I know that when my kids were babies, uh, and they still are so little, I love them so much, but when they were like really babies, something that I just like was desperate to do a lot of the time, I just wanted to get out of the house. I wanted to go and do something and feel like I could leave the house because sometimes I just felt like I had cabin fever. And so I would get this idea. We are going to go to the park or we are going to go to the museum. And it sounded like such a great idea. My little toddler is going to love this. And I'll bring my little baby wrap and my little infant will be in my arms while my toddler plays happily in the dinosaur land. And it's going to be great, right? This is the idea that it's like, oh, this sounds so lovely. But then you get there. And then the baby has a blowout and gets poop all over you, all over the car seat, all over their clothes, all over everything. And then you have a grumpy kid because their nap is a little bit delayed. And then you forgot to bring the snacks. And then you have people, everyone that's just more grumpy. Mothers, tell me you resonate with this (laughs) because I have lived this many times where I'd have these great ideas that sounded nice, but then in the actual execution of it all, it was much more difficult, much harder. And I ended up at the end of it just being like, I should have just stayed home. Why did I do this? Why did I do this to myself? (laughs) And this is what positive thought problems are. There are sentences in our mind that sound really nice, but when we play it all out, it ends up creating a negative result for us. Now, not always going to the museum with young kids is a bad idea. I'm not saying this, we did have many great outings with as our children were young. But if you've had children, then you probably have experienced this where you have these great ideas and then they just end up being a total disaster. So this is what I'm talking about today relative to our brains and the thoughts that we are thinking. And the only way you will know if you are having positive thought problems is if you check in with yourself. And this does require paying attention to what you're thinking and writing it down and seeing it and creating space between you and it. And the way that you check in with yourself is you pay attention to what you're thinking about any circumstance in your life, about anything in your life. And you might notice on the surface, it sounds really nice. Like this is a great thought, but you check in by seeing how does this make me feel when I think this? And then when I feel that way, how do I act? And then when I act that way, what result does that create in my life? And I'll give you some examples of this. Something that I see in the health world where people are trying to implement habits and create new lifestyles with different uh, strategies and food and diet and movement and all the things is they'll think something like, I was doing so good. They'll have failed at something and they'll just think I was doing so good. Now, in theory, this sounds nice. You're saying like, I was doing such a good job. But if you're like me, and you'll have to check in because maybe this thought feels different for you. But if I am working towards something and I mess up and I tell myself I was doing so good, that personally makes me feel guilty. It makes me feel inadequate. It makes me feel ashamed. And when I'm feeling like that, I do not show up as awesomely as I want to after. Like when I'm feeling inadequate, then my effort goes down by like 50%. 
because I'm like, oh, I was doing so good, but you know, guess I can't now or whatever it might be. And it's kind of subconscious, right? Where you're like, oh, I was doing so good. And it sounds so nice that I was doing so good. But when I think that it makes me feel terrible and then I don't show up. And so what I want to offer you, if you have had this specific thought is first of all, failure is just a part of anything you will do always. And expecting otherwise is unfortunately setting yourself up for even more failure. (laughs) So it is okay to fail in health, in a diet, in a workout plan, in a challenge, right? I've just released the Eat Better, Feel Better challenge and it's a 21 day challenge. Maybe some of you have purchased that and maybe you've done three days and then you stopped. But it doesn't matter. It's just part of life. And so what I like to offer to my brain in situations such as these where I might have failed, instead of thinking I was doing so good, I just go to, I'm proud of myself. I did some things. I showed up in some ways. I'm proud of my effort. And then I move on and I keep going and I keep creating more evidence to be proud of myself, right? I don't waste time thinking I was doing so good. And by the same token, there's, you can have a thought like, I hadn't missed a day until now, right? This is kind of like the New Year's resolution type of mentality that people get when it comes to those goals. Is they're like, I'm going to do this every day for so long or whatever, which again is fine for some people. But when you have these thoughts like this, it doesn't make it any easier to continue. When you have a thought like, I hadn't missed a day until now, you're going to have to check in with yourself on a thought like that. But for me, it doesn't feel good. It brings up the same emotions as the other thought I was doing so good. And it ends up creating the same result of where me not showing up for myself in a way that I want to, and then me losing momentum to where I'm not doing good. That's the result that it creates in my life when I believe something like that. Or I miss more days. If I'm like, oh, I hadn't missed a day until now. I feel guilty and then I don't try as hard and then I miss more days. And then the whole point of whatever goal I set for myself kind of goes out the window. And thoughts like this are past focused. We're looking to our past and using that, having thoughts about our past in order to create our future, which if we're just thinking about our past, then we're just gonna create more of it in the future. We won't create anything different. And so, Being on two thoughts like this is really important because if we want to create something different, we have to think different thoughts. And so if you miss a day, if you were doing good and you messed up, don't entertain whatever you have done. Instead, entertain your pride in yourself in this moment and move forward. In the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, he teaches a principle. I don't know if there's like a a word for or a, a name for it specifically, but it's essentially miss one, but never two. Like if you have something you're trying to do and you miss a day, fine, it totally happens, but don't miss two days. I like that principle. And at the same time, even if you miss two days, it's okay. There's still no upside in thinking, well, I've missed two days. Even if it feels like you're just making an observation, it's still not helpful. Show up no matter how many days you've missed. And if you missed one, just decide that's okay. I'm just going to try not to miss two in a row. Because at least, at least when you're thinking this way, oh, I missed one, but never two. For me, it keeps me future focused. It keeps me thinking, okay, all right, all right. I failed. I stumbled. It's okay. What can I do tomorrow? What can I do next? Instead of just wallowing on what happened. These thoughts are so sneaky. Another one that I hear in the world of bodies and nutrition and health and body image and confidence and all the things is a thought like, I just want to be confident. I just want to be confident. 
this sounds so nice, right? A thought like this sounds very positive. Like, isn't that an earnest, good, moral desire to want to be confident? But for me, again, these thoughts are all how I feel when I think them. When I'm thinking, oh, I just want to be confident, I feel like urgent a little bit. I feel inadequate. Like, oh, I'm not good enough. I wish I had something more that I don't have. It makes me feel empty. Like there's something lacking when I'm thinking something like that. I just want to be confident. There's an urgency there to be somewhere that you're not. Accepting where you are doesn't mean that you will stay there. It just means that nothing is wrong with where you are and you can work on going in a new direction. Like nothing is wrong with where you are in your confidence and you can work on changing it. I don't know about you, but when I drop into the idea that nothing is wrong with where I am, I feel so much less pressured to be somewhere else. I can be like, ooh, okay, nothing's wrong with me. Nothing's wrong with my brain. And I can work hard to create some changes in the way that I'm thinking. I can work hard to be more confident. And this is the same thing with, with weight loss and fat loss is nothing is wrong with where you are. You can accept it and recognize that nothing is wrong and you can still work to change your body. It all matter, All that matters is what's happening mentally and the things that you are thinking. And if it includes thoughts like, I just want to be confident, then that's one of those sneaky positive thoughts that sounds positive, but really creates a negative result. And when you have a thought like this, it sounds as though you have no ability to change. Sometimes you have no ability to create confidence. If you're like, oh, I just wish I could be confident. It's like it's out of your control. And when I think something like that, I just want to be confident. Then, you know, I feel the inadequacy, the emptiness, kind of the urgency. And that doesn't help me feel more confident. In fact, it makes me feel less confident in my world and in my life and in the things that I'm doing. And so again, that's why a thought that sounds nice can often be creating a negative result. We just have to check in for ourselves. How does this make me feel when I think this way? And it's okay if it feels terrible. There's nothing wrong with you. Okay. You're just a human with a brain and you can work to change that for your own sake, to feel better, to create the results in your life that maybe you've never been able to create before. Another one that I want to address is when it comes to goal weights, goal bodies, if you will, is this idea, once I get to my goal weight, then I will be happy. Isn't that magical sounding? Doesn't it sound great to believe that there is a finish line where happiness awaits, except that it doesn't and it's not? <laughs> A thought like this, like once I get to X, then I can be happy. Then I can be confident. This again presupposes that something is wrong with where you are, that something is lacking, that something is not within your control to create. Now, there are sometimes tangible results that take time that might not be within your result to create. But when it comes to emotional states, that is something that is within your control to manipulate and change internally without having to change anything externally. But that's why it's important to recognize that nothing is wrong with where you are. Because then when you can believe that, you can love your body to the place that you want it to go, enjoy the journey versus muscle your way there and then get to the finish line and maybe be happy a little bit, but then find other reasons to hate your body because you haven't worked on your brain. Emotional change comes from changing our thoughts. And the truth is, you have a body that's made up of organs and bones and tissues and skin and muscles and eyeballs and a brain. And these are just scientific parts. No matter how much tissue there is or how little tissue there is, this is just information. This is just data. And what happens is we take that data and we 
attach meaning to it with the thoughts that we are having. And so no matter what your size is, there is nothing wrong with it until you decide there is mentally with your brain. And you can decide that nothing is wrong and still want to change things. It's the best place to change things from. It's the best emotional state to work towards change because you can eliminate some of that urgency, some of that lack of acceptance, and instead just kind of relax your way there because emotionally you're in a much more strategic state. It is possible, my friends, to have positive quote unquote thoughts that don't end up working in our favor. Can you believe me? Isn't that crazy? All that matters is that you pay attention to those thoughts and check in with how they feel and see how you act when you feel that way. And then what result does that create? And that right there gives you the information that you need to know as to whether or not you want to continue thinking that thought. Thoughts that sound positive can be so sneaky, but you have the capability to pay attention to it, to check in and then decide, do I want to think this? Does this feel good to think? And if not, you don't have to, you can just choose. I'm not going to think this anymore. I'm going to think something else instead. And it doesn't have to go from A to Z. You can just make small tweaks, small steps in the direction that you want to go. Like instead of once I get to my goal weight, I'll be happy. You can say, I have a body made up of parts. And happiness depends on me and my thoughts. And I might not love my body, but I'm working on loving my body. There are so many different options that can just take a little bit of the emotional sting away just by these subtle shifts. Don't forget that. You can just decide. I don't have to think that. I can think something else. That's all I have for you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Are you ready to lose weight, but you don't know where to start? I have something for free that can help. Here at Brain Diet, I offer a free set your custom macros call. On this call, I'll want to know what your goals are and set you on the nutritional path to achieving them. This is a private call with me where I get all the information about you and your body so I can deliver a custom calorie and macronutrient count that when implemented will lead to weight loss in a kind and nourishing way. And if you're ready to hire a coach to walk you through every step of your weight loss journey, I'll tell you everything you need to know about that too. So if it's your time to start losing weight in a sustainable, healthy, and nourishing way, sign up for this free set your custom macro call at the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon. Thank you.